Sound Design Live. Hey Nathan, it's gonna um, be back in the hot seat. I have all my audio equipment set up now, and we're gonna record an interview with yeah, you. And I was hoping that you could tell me what you're doing in my room. <laughs> Sound Design Live. Welcome to Sound Design Live. I'm Nathan Lively. I'm here in Smithville, Texas, with Mark Winslet. Actor, writer, musician, recording artist, and some other stuff. Yeah. He had some movies screened at South by Southwest a couple weeks ago, and um, he just put out a new album, and he's working on a couple new websites. But before we talk about that, let's talk about this. I want to talk about shows, live shows a little bit, because... Sound Design Live is about making better shows. So I want to know what your problem is with live music, Mark. Boom. Well, I don't like live music just because of the way it sounds. Is that it? Well, that's the reason to listen to music, right? You want to listen to things you like. And live concerts that I've been to have been less than par. It's It's been... Kind of a letdown. So you had some bad experiences that turned you off of even trying to go out. When people do live live shows, they like to pump up the volume a lot, and everything that I've seen has just been too loud and and distorted sounds, and and just like the quality of sound is is not as good as what's recorded. So I could get I think I could get you to go to a show if I either said that there's either going to be no amplification or um it's going to sound exactly like the record and not be too loud. Yeah. Yeah, if it sounded the way it was meant to sound in in the recording, I would enjoy that more than than Chameleon Air rapping over his own voice. And in a concert that I went to a few years ago. Was that in Houston? That was in Austin. That was in Austin. Do you want to tell that story? I've been a fan of Chameleon Air since back in the day. He's a Texas rapper? He's a Houston rapper. Yeah. And he used to be in a group with Paul Wall. And they were they were pretty tight. And, and so I wanted to see him. And at the show... We waited around for hours. He he probably showed on stage a, a couple hours later than than he was supposed to. And and every song that he did, it was like they were just playing the studio recording of that song with his vocals and he was singing on top of that and rapping on top of that. I think Almost would have been better if they would have just turned his mic off. Then you just hear the original recording. Yeah. And it meets your standard. And he lip syncs. (laughs) And then I'd probably say that it was a great concert. So let's talk about your record for a minute. I'm going to get rich off this one, volume 17. Um, Before we do that, let's listen to the introduction. All right, you're listening to I'm going to get rich off. This one, uh, volume 17, damn. And uh, I'm sorry it took so long to get this out. 
uh, I had to make 16 others give me a break. Um, you wouldn't do that in a month, would you? That's ridiculous. I'm stupid. Um, hopefully 17th time the charm. Yeah, so this is volume 17 that, that we're talking about. I'm already up to 19 now. The first obvious thing is that there's a lot of comedy on the record. You can tell from the title. You can tell from the titles of songs like Backdoor Circus and Auto Hizzled. Um, and it seems mm. like it's just natural for you to combine comedy and music. And there's some straight songs on there, too. Uh, some love songs. And is that something that you planned on, or you just do it naturally? Like, you start writing, and then it turns out that it's going to be a funny song. I, I think about it for a while. Um, just what I want the message in, in each song to be. And I found out early on in my music career that that if I stick to comedy, I think I can make people enjoy my music a lot easier than if I'm trying to come at them from a different angle. But you didn't make the entire album like that. I don't want to listen to funny shit for 50 minutes straight. I'm trying to think, I can't think of anybody else that really does what you do. Are you fans of anyone that sort of combines music and comedy and puts out similar albums? Well, the Lonely Island, Island, or Islands, I guess it's singular. That group does great comedy sketches. Remind me who that is? Uh, they did Jizz in a Box. <laughs> no, sorry. Dig in a Box? They did, yeah, Justin Timberlake. They did Dick in a Box and Jizz in My Pants. I'm on a boat. Right. I guess I've never actually looked at the albums, but I knew that they had albums. Just two guys. I'd I'd watch that music video for Just Two Guys uh, a couple years before they really became popular. All right, well, you got to tell everybody where you got the Barbie samples. So let's play um, let's play a sample from that track, the Barbie dub mix. Hi there. It's Barbie. I know you're getting ready for bed, but before you go to sleep, let's do it. Let's Okay? I sure hope you can come. That can be hard sometimes. But I know you can do it. Look! <laughs> what a big... You have that for sure. Are you ready? Let's do it. <laughs> wow! So graceful and gorgeous. We... All day in the crystal clear... So, uh, tell everybody about how you found those samples um, and how you put that track together. There's an article on hiphopmakers.com that lists a bunch of free music sample sites. I was clicking randomly on it and found this Barbie FTP like backdoor to their website that had that just had a, a list of like 16,000 samples that 16,000. Wow. That's a treasure chest. And you show me the list, and it looks like it's mostly people's names, 
but then there's lots of phrases and stuff too. So if you're if you're working on something and you need Barbie saying something, that's a place to find it. So obviously we'll post these links on the webpage. What were they originally intended for, I guess? Before, obviously not intended for uh, hip-hop makers using in their tracks. <laughs> it's intended to be a phone calling service. You go to the website, you fill out these different sections that say, you know... Oh, so it's, part... it's actually not related with Barbie.com. It's another service. Well, but it is Barbie.com. Yeah. But I don't know how to get to it from Barbie.com. Oh, okay. So it's part of Barbie.com, and it's for parents to schedule calls it's... for their kids. Yeah. So you can, you can, if it's your kid's birthday, you can fill out this form, select different things that you want Barbie to say to your kid, like... Hi, Mark, it's Barbie. I hear it's your birthday and you're 25 years old. Is there something special you want to do or try this year? Now's the time. There's a whole world of possibilities. Wow, I heard you cleaned your bat... Your... <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <coughs> Words. Words. Okay, so the other thing I wanted to ask you about was some of these pretty nice bass sounds you got going on in different tracks. Um, you come in pretty hard at the very top of the album. What's the name of that track? White Noise. White Noise. Okay, I switch my operation in the beast mode. Like a kamikaze fighter, set my sight on this game. And when I hit the beat, I fucking destroy everything. Funky with a dick, Cheney, like your name's environment. Just your voice. Pretty raw. There's one other percussion element. And then it comes in with this bass. Hitting hard. So, um, tell me about some of the things you use. Well, first of all, what software are you using to record all this and sequence it? So I'm using FL Studio. And before I talked to you, I'd never heard of that. Um, but you were telling me that it is an upgrade from Fruity Loops, which you've been using since back in the day. Same program, basically. Just they changed the name, make it sound more professional. FL Studio has a sequencer that's that looks great and it's like really functional, easy to use. I don't think from last time we talked, I don't think there was really anything specific. You just, I think you were used to the workflow from Fruity Loops and then when they added the recording that kind of sealed the deal for you. So you could go back to the kind of loop-based um, sequencing you were used to and also do recording on top of that. Yeah, and it's easy. It's easy to do. It's so it's easy to use. It's, the it's, price is right. And I've, I've used other programs as well. Um, Pro Tools LE came with an inbox that I bought. And and that was terrible. It really was. It was so archaic. Just everything is, is just difficult to use. Everything looks terrible. Digital Performer was an upgrade from that. Uh, but still, you know, it's not, it's nowhere near as, as easy and functional, I'd say, as FL Studio. And, and FL Studio is, you know, a fourth of the price. One thing I want to do on the webpage for this podcast 
is upload the names of the some of the um, plugins you use in FL Studio, which I'm assuming you should be able to use in other programs, um, other software as well. But then also your presets for these plugins, because I know you put some work into to finding exactly the right settings to make that like that wobble bass sound you have on the dubstep songs. I use I use a lot of free plugins, which where'd you find those? Well, I just found them by searching for free VST plugins. A few of them that I found that I use very frequently are PushTech, a program called D-Blue Glitch, which is real cool for uh, adding certain effects at a certain point within a loop. So it's basically it acts like a sequencer where you can put effects within a certain section of that sequence. Oh, okay, so like you might just put reverb on one note of a sequence or something like that. Yeah. Okay. That's nice because normally I would think to only do that with um, maybe automation on a track or something. But if you can do that within uh, the plugin when you're writing the sequence, that's nice. Yeah, and and that's free. When I was doing the wobble bass. I spent a lot of time trying to create my own and so I probably created about 20 different presets within Citrus which is another plugin that comes bundled with FL Studio and and that is a an additive synthesizer. I've had people tell me that the album sounds great. Is there anything in particular you can attribute, you know, for it it sounding good? I got to this peak in my life where I was just drinking toilet bowl water <laughs> not from the bowl but from the top skimming the top of the toilet bowl and so just the way I felt when I started doing that any other projects you have coming up that you want to talk about we're starting a dating service right that's right big time dates bigtimedates.com i'd like to make some more music videos what i did with you are a nazi is i had this idea of what I wanted the music video to be like, and then I created the music. Is that the first time you've done the process like that? Yes, yeah. First time I did a music video, period. Well, if you're listening this to this, then you probably work in audio, and um, if you're like me, you don't have, you're not exposed to a lot of video technology, in your work. So I wanted to talk about Magic Lantern for a second because um, this is something you might want to know about if you occasionally work in video or photography or you have a camera. It sounds like a firmware upgrade for your camera that can turn an $800 camera into a $2,000 camera. Is that right? Yes, but to be clear, it's only for the Canon 5D Mark II and the Canon T2i. And I have a T2i, so it's been a fun experience to kind of get in on that at the ground level and see this magic lantern develop. Talk about some of the things you can do with your camera now that you couldn't do before. So it adds functionality 
you can show zebras on on the screen live uh, histograms waveforms you can do peak focusing where it it shows edges uh, that are in focus it has a, a magic zoom feature which zooms in on a section of, of the screen so that if if you're doing manual focus you you can focus a lot easier than just looking at at the the display and trying to guess because it's such a small display do you know what does Canon think about this Canon has not updated the firmware to to lock out magic lantern so hmm. it seems like they're okay with it they are aware of it um, but you know, it doesn't seem like they're doing anything to upset the users, which is a good thing, I would say. If people want to follow your work, is there anywhere that you're active online? Facebook. <laughs> Mark Winslet. Mark Winslet. All right. And I guess pretty soon, swoopproductions.com. Yeah. When do you think that site's going to be up? Two... Hours. <laughs> oh, that's right. You have a YouTube channel. What's your YouTube channel? Swoop Productions Pro, right? Yeah. Swoop Productions Pro. Nice. Got three videos on there. <laughs> Combined views somewhere less than a quarter million. Sounds like